Coming to you from Silva, North Carolina, this is TBD Sportscast, college football with your hosts, I'm Mason. And I'm Joey. And this episode is entitled Too Many to Count. we got a lot of games going on in college football this week. Some big matchups really deciding the fate of some of these teams going into the playoffs at the end of the season. Uh, but first, got to say... Congratulations to the Atlanta Braves. By the time this airs, hopefully they'll be up 2-0 playing tonight in Truist. And uh, hopefully they'll go 3-0 tonight. Get that uh, 4-0, maybe. We'll see. But yeah, <laughs> dude. Chop on, go Braves. But of course, this is a college football podcast. So we're really looking forward to the games coming up this weekend. But uh, we had some really interesting upsets and a lot of really big games last week, even though it was kind of boring. So once again, some, some big upsets and some games that, you know, We've been talking about our picking records a lot the last couple of weeks. I finally made up some ground. I'm still a game behind. But just I was honestly kind of surprised at some of these teams. First one being Iowa State, right? I was very surprised that Iowa State was able to actually come out with this game. I mean, it was a close game. But, I mean, I guess just having the home field advantage and everything just really helped them get the win. I mean, plus I said last week Brees Hall was going to make a big impact in this game, and he did. But so did Xavier Hutchinson. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I mean, the defense against Bijan Robinson of Texas, they were really good. And just some, I don't know what didn't click this week, but, you know, Oklahoma State just didn't do very well against the run game and it kind of hurt them. Yeah. So, two things. First of all, there's been some controversy from this game. First of all, because of the two. Yeah. Two of them. Because of the. The taunting penalty, right? Yes. The, even the announcers were out there saying, oh, the fun police are out here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it should have been called the penalty. I mean, ob- I mean, it, at that point, I mean, you're so far ahead of the defenders on the defense that you're not going to get caught. I mean, you might as well, you know, celebrate a little bit. I mean, you played well. You should be able to celebrate. I don't think that's taunting at all. I mean, for me, when I first saw the video on Instagram, I, I really looked at it and I could understand where the call came in because you're not it's called taunting when you turn around, uh, when you have an open field, when you turn around, like full body, you turn around yeah. and look at him. Uh, he did turn his shoulders a little bit and look, and he kind of started to strut in. It was the high step, so, yeah. Yeah, so I could understand it a little bit, but when it came to, you know, call, calling back a touchdown, it, I don't think it was the right call. And I don't either. Uh, really, I think it comes down to that. But also, that other controversial fourth and two call, did his, any part of his body go down? on that fourth down no. before the first down no because i couldn't really tell but you think that you really you think that it was a first i i think it was a first yeah but what are you gonna do yeah uh, you know the refs are part of the game and i've been saying that for a little while now so so for the third week in a row this team makes it back in for some big teams to look at oklahoma when with another controversial play where it's fourth down and caleb williams hands it off to his running back he gets caught behind the line and caleb william grabs strips his own player and runs across for the first down i hated that game i did too. i, just, I really I'm thought kansas say. was gonna win but yeah you know i've been saying a lot recently that i didn't really want to say whether or not oklahoma was overrated or underrated but at this point they're overrated there is no way that they could go up against a team like ohio state or alabama or georgia or anybody like that in the top 10 and come out on top with a win because the defenses are going to play so strong, you're not going to be able to come back. I think it was a trap game, in a sense. Like, they weren't really studying film a whole bunch for this game, I don't think. Now, this was a game to kind of prove their positioning with Caleb Williams and stuff like that. But there was, an, there was even a point in time where it was like, this could 
be a point where Spencer Rattler might have to come in and, you know, possibly play cleanup duty. But, you know, Caleb Williams, as you said, made some really good plays later in the game to kind of come to, to come back, of course, and win the game. But, I mean, Kansas was firing on all cylinders, which was interesting. Yeah, and real quick, just two more teams to look at. The first one being Oregon in this Oregon-UCLA matchup. Again, I picked Oregon, you picked UCLA. It's another team where I came in and got another win in the picks. But Oregon, to me, does not look too terrible. I mean, obviously, they gave up some big plays. But for everybody saying that, you know, they're they're done and they're washed up, I mean, they still look pretty good. Obviously, I don't think they're top four contenders. No. I mean, I guess you could say that if – I mean, I guess you could say that they are, especially if Ohio State takes another loss or two in the, in the end of the regular season, which – could happen probably not but could happen with a with a possible loss against penn state and a possible loss against michigan uh you know i just don't really know but i think oregon still is looking good their defense definitely looked good and stepped up when they needed to on saturday they they still have some cool uniforms i don't think they're a top four (laughs) contender i mean it kind of says more about what ohio state is after losing against that team yeah ever since that game Oregon has not been able to nearly put up the numbers that they did in that game yeah I mean and that's also due defense. to injuries though too because I mean Anthony Richardson played great on Saturday I I'm yes minus, I minus 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 a couple of interceptions yeah and I agree it's just you know and it's just very confusing college football this season it's kind of yeah, thrown my head is. in the loop and it's kind of it's frustrating at times it's yeah. just like you know, sometimes it's fun and all, but the amount of confusion going on, it, it's starting to get unsettling. And right now it seems, and I'm not saying this to be biased, I'm just saying that right now, the way with every team is played, the only team that looks to be safe right now and consistent is Georgia. Georgia's like the only team this season, and it's really just because of the defense. As of right now. As of right now. That's what I mean. Up till now, Georgia is the only team who's been like really Y'all consistent. Y'all will still have to play either Alabama, Ole Miss, or Texas A&M. And speaking of another team that you just mentioned, Ole Miss, who's at number 10, ranked lower than Oregon, but probably has a better shot at the playoffs than than them. So if, I don't know. if Alabama takes another loss, yeah, stays in, goes to number one, because if Alabama takes another loss, Ole Miss goes to number one in the SEC West, which also means that they will be playing Georgia in the SEC Championship, which means if they beat Georgia, they actually have a pretty good jump into the playoffs. Well, I was, I was seeing something earlier, though, but it was – I'll touch up on this quick. I was seeing something with playoff percentage, like the chances of making the playoffs, and, you know, I saw I saw Ole Miss in there, uh, and it was only – I think it said 8% chance, and I was like, some of these teams above them shouldn't be higher than 8%, but for some reason this team who has a really good offense – just their defense has kind of been dying down a little bit but they they're still a playoff contender oh definitely for sure and i think that i just think that Ole miss is definitely still a team to watch out for i mean they pretty much i don't want to say they well they manhandled lsu in the second quarter in the third quarter they let them come back a little bit but i mean yeah yeah i mean it's it is what it is but moving on now to a lot of these picks but starting off now with the game of the week this is our big 10 matchup and this is a huge matchup this is a huge ranked matchup Number six, Michigan at number eight, Michigan State at 12 p.m. I am very fond of one team this season out of these two, but, you know, I I am definitely rooting for both teams when it comes to facing one opponent (laughs) later in the season. Oh, cryo state. Yeah, but... suck eyes. um, When it comes down to it, um, I just feel like Michigan State has a better offense than any of the other opponents that Michigan has faced. So their de- Michigan's defense hasn't really had to 
put up too much, but yet they've still been kind of Michigan's defense is the reason they've been going so far. Yeah. A lot of close games this season for Michigan, some instances where it shouldn't have been. And this is um, like the highest that these two teams have been ranked in the past like four or five years. Uh, yeah. Um, but, you know, we said this earlier in the season that this is the season for Michigan to beat Ohio State. Uh, now I'm saying that same with Michigan State, but unfortunately I think Michigan comes out of this with a loss. I'm I got to take Michigan State. And once again, I think this uh, this pick might make us even. I'm going with Michigan to win this, like you're saying. I think the defense looks really good. I mean, they played really well against Northwestern this past weekend, 33 to seven. I think that Michigan is going to come out with this. Now, you, you also got to realize that that was probably the biggest win that they've had this season. Yeah. And now you're having them go to their rival. And it's definitely going to be a test. Rival, it's definitely going to be a test. And it's at Michigan State. It's going to be insane. It's going to be loud. It's going to be wild. I just think – I hate that it's a 12 p.m. game. It should be a prime time. It should be very much be a prime time game. Uh, but I definitely think that with the environment that Michigan's going into – and, you know, this is the first time where they really don't necessarily have the upper hand. Yeah. I think they fall to it. And I've been talking about this a lot lately, too, where where maturity comes in, right? Yeah. When you go and play, like I talked about this with Alabama and Texas a and when you go mm-hmm. and play in a place like College Station, right, mm-hmm. you have to be able to overcome the noise. You have to be able to practice with noise and know what that environment is going to be like and be mature enough to go into that situation and play your heart out. Mm-hmm. Make good decisions. Don't throw into triple coverage. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it just it, you have to make good decisions. So if Michigan can go into Michigan State, make good decisions, make smart plays, right? If Jim Harbaugh can make sure he runs that offense really, really well, I, I don't see them having any problem. But if they're not mature enough to go into this game and do all those things, it's not going to happen. Now, I, I also can't tell you the last time Michigan has beaten a top 10 opponent, even when they're in the top 10. Yeah. So that's another situation I have. You it's going to be so. a freaking good game. <laughs> it's going to be a very good game, or it'll be a blowout. You never know. Yeah. So now that we've talked about that, we're going to move on very quickly to our big week nine matchups. We have nine games for week nine. We're going to run through them really quick, starting off on Saturday with number nine, Iowa at Wisconsin at 12 p.m., both of these teams, or one of these teams, was able to beat Purdue, and the other one was not. Number nine, Iowa, who was number two at the time, got knocked off by unranked Purdue. Purdue jumps into the 25 at 25, and Wisconsin comes back the next week as an unranked team and drops them out of the 25. What do you think? I, I think Iowa wins this. Congratulations to Wisconsin, but, you know, <laughs> that that's one win, and, you know, I think they're – they're not that great of a team. No, I think I and their think their offense that, already stinks. So. I think Wisconsin uh, caught Purdue off guard, just like Purdue caught Iowa off guard, and mm-hmm. I think that Iowa's also going to come out with this one. Moving on next, this is our Big Twelve matchup of the week: unranked Texas at number sixteen, Baylor at twelve p.m. This is a hard one. It is a tough one, but I'm never choosing Texas. Never again. No, uh, Baylor. Yeah, definitely Baylor. <laughs> I think that Texas. Honestly, I guarantee you, Texas will get a huge lead in the first half and blow it in the fourth quarter. I, I like the Texas team. I just think they need one more year to kind of figure yeah, things out. Because they're not a bad team. No. They just they are have young. their pieces. Yeah, they have the pieces. Now they just have to put the puzzle together. But 
Bijan Robinson won't be there. But yeah. you know, they're they're mostly a passing team anyways. Yeah, for sure. So, so. next up our ACC game of the week. Miami at number 17 pit. Once again, Miami coming off a win against as an unranked team against a ranked team, number 18, NC State, who is now no longer ranked. And it's rigged. Now number 17 pit coming off a win against Clemson. Who I mean, that's not an easy win. I mean, people have no. been talking about how Clemson has been terrible all season and maybe their offense has been terrible, but their defense stands up. Defense is still, I believe, top ten. I mean, and I would have to football. agree with you, yeah. But, but the defense is what has been saving them on a lot of these games. And yeah, this game, you it's know, easy to win couldn't. when the other team's offense is giving you points. Yeah, and, um, and Pitt did not make that mistake this week. No, and you know, I, I congratulations to Miami, just like Wisconsin, but it's a one point win against NC State. Um, it's a, it was a trap, a trap yeah, game, really. Trap game you know, for they sure. had At to face home. Louisville this yeah. this week, so uh, I think that. Pittsburgh wins this. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think Pitt comes out on top of it as well. Pittsburgh could be a top ten team by the end of this season. I I completely agree, and I think that their quarterback is definitely Heisman in the running possible. for Heisman possible. Yeah, but moving on now, number twenty two Iowa State at West Virginia at two p.m. I feel like I'm picking all the ranked teams, but Iowa State should come out of this. Yeah, um, West Virginia is not a bad team. They just haven't been playing their best. Uh, they were at the beginning of the season. Yeah. But um, I think Iowa State wins this. And just I would barely. Have to agree with you. Yeah. I would have to agree with you there. I, I think that Iowa State comes out on top of this. West Virginia, who almost beat Oklahoma, lost by three points back yeah. about last month. Should have came out with it, but it is what it is once again. I think Iowa State comes out on top. Ah, here we go. It's time for Florida Hate Week this week on TBD Sportscast as we come into number one Georgia at Florida at 3.30. Of course, this game is not actually in the swamp. It's played in Jacksonville. This is kind of a neutral site. It's always in it's always in Jacksonville, but technically Florida has the home field advantage. Yeah, it makes no it's sense. in the state of Florida. Yeah. Even though it's like right in the middle. Uh, but technically, yeah. So, but even though this is a huge game, uh, I did hear somebody say that this is the first real offense that Georgia has played. And I got to say no, because no, <laughs> probably the first, the best offense that we've played all season is probably Kentucky. Um, I would say that, I mean, hello, your, your offense just lost to LSU. Mm-hmm. You barely were. I mean, and you let you lost to the team that could only score two touchdowns on Ole Miss. So uh, I definitely, I think I agree with the statement though. You think this is the best offense they've I faced all season? I think this is the best offense. But they're a run-based offense. I think it's the best offense. Okay. It, it might it might be it might not be the strongest compared to Georgia's defense cuz you know they're playing right into Georgia's strength, but I think it is the be- the best offense so far. But Maybe. Maybe the best so. I don't think the best team but best offense, I can agree with. But I would still have to disagree with that. But anyway, I'm going to make my pick, and okay. I think I think Georgia. I, I mean, Georgia's going to take this. This is tough. Who's the starting quarterback? Well, either way, if it's Anthony Richardson, Ooh. they're both. If hold on, <laughs> if it's Emory Jones or Anthony Richardson, they're both pretty run based. The only thing is, Anthony Richards is, is a dual threat, and Emory Jones is not. Emory Jones is pretty much straight. Yeah. I mean, you could say he's a dual threat, but he runs way more than he throws. Mm-hmm. He threw four interceptions against LSU. Yep. So if he's in, I think we definitely win that game. If Anthony Richardson's in, who is a definite definite dual threat, who actually probably throws better than he runs, though, uh, I, I still think Georgia wins. I think it's closer, though. Is JT in? 
If JT's in, which is actually a possibility, Kirby Smart has not said whether or not he will be in yet or not, but he said it's a huge possibility. And he also did not rule out George Pickens somehow, even though he said he has a long way to go. Yeah. Uh, but no, Pickens won't be in, I don't think. But anyway, I, I, I think that Stetson Bennett, with the way that LSU's defense... I mean, dude, Florida's defense allowed LSU to score 49 points. I think it's a lot closer of a game and a possible upset if Stetson Bennett starts. I disagree with that because I think Stetson Bennett has been playing really well. Also, uh, He has been. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I think that Florida... But, but, can defend but this him. is but this is not the best defense we faced. No, yes. The best defense we faced was Kentucky. And Arkansas. Them too. Maybe. But yeah. But I'm picking Georgia, but I, I definitely yeah. think this game it could be on upset alert. I don't think so. Anyway, uh moving on now, which w- that game was not our SEC game of the week. This is our SEC game of the week because it's actually more important of a game for the top uh twenty five middle. And uh it's number ten Ole Miss at number eighteen Auburn at seven PM. This is going to be a good game. Battle of two quarterbacks. Yes, Matt Corral versus Bo Nix. But who's the better one? It's I don't Matt know. You Corral. tell me. It's Matt Corral. It's Matt Corral. Uh, Matt Corral. Matt Corral is the better quarterback. Yeah. Matt Corral. <laughs> Matt Corral. And he. And it's really funny because even though he has an arm, that man can run. Yeah. That he can run really well. He's a well. tiny little man. Oh yeah. Now the thing about Bo Nix is Bo Nix does not have a, as good of an arm as Matt Corral does, but Bo Nix somehow is just really really good at escaping the pocket. He can Bo run Nix really is well. Very versatile. Yes, very. Uh, but still, I'm going to pick Ole Miss. I think that the defense is better than Auburn's, and I think that when Bo Nix gets against a good defense, he does not know how to handle that very well sometimes. He makes some very irrational plays and very immature throws, and I think that with Matt Corral being as smart as he is and with Lane Kiffin being as good as a coach he is, I think Ole Miss picks this one up. I think this is an unfortunate season for Bo Nix. I think Auburn has one more season than they're better. But... Not this year. Not with Bo Nix, though, which is unfortunate. Uh, but because he's a good quarterback. He is. Uh, this one's also a hard one. I think Ole Miss wins this, but also keep it on upset alert. Yeah. All right. This is going to be kind of a weird one. Number 19, SMU at Houston at 7 p.m. Um, SMU. <laughs> yeah, SMU. Uh, Houston's a good team, but not that good. Coming into the uh, Big 12 next year, but not not quite. <laughs> Uh, number this is this is one of my favorite matchups this week, even though I don't think it's going to happen. Number twenty, Penn State at number five, Ohio State at seven thirty. Uh, th- this is a good matchup. I mean, Penn State still a good team. I don't know how they dropped all the way to twenty, but you I know, don't know either. Uh, because they lost. I mean, they have two losses, but yeah. yeah. Um, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Um, because Illinois is still a good team. But Ohio State has been firing on all cylinders as of lately. Yeah. Um, I think their offense is too much for Penn State. I think Penn State's offense can't keep up. I got to go Ohio State. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to agree with you. I mean, especially with this being at Ohio State, they're obviously going to have the home field advantage. And I think Clifford is still just getting his bearings back after being out a couple games from being injured. And that may have been what happened against Illinois. I mean, we still may see Penn State's defense come out and just shred Ohio State. Because I think this is the first real offense that Ohio State has faced since Oregon. Because they've been playing some really, really bad teams ever since mm-hmm. that game. I mean, they've played Akron and Tulsa and Indiana. And everybody, I got to say this, though. Everybody was like, okay, look, Ohio State's the number two team in the country after they beat Indiana 57 to 7. Or 57 to 7. Indiana Poor is, Indiana, man. Indiana is a two-win team. They've not been good this they year. They have good players. I'm pretty sure they're like, no. I'm pretty sure they haven't even gotten a win in the Big Ten yet. 
They just so, don't have a good coach. I would have to agree, but also I would have to say that like you can't come out and say that Ohio State is the best team in the country after after a one win against a two win Indiana. Yeah. No. But who's your pick? It's I mean it's already I already said it's Ohio State. Okay. I'm saying that this could be an upset alert, but probably not. Anyway, our final game of the week, and this is actually, I'm excited for this one. I think that mm-hmm. if this team wins, they get rocketed into the 25 finally. This is Virginia at 25, BYU at 10:15 p.m. And Virginia is a team that we've been looking at, that we've actually been putting ranked in, our, that we've actually been ranking in our TBD top 25, and we've been thinking the whole season that they should be ranked, especially after they beat Miami. Mm-hmm. Virginia. <laughs> I say Virginia. I don't think BYU. BYU's Poor had some BYU, really close man. calls. They've had some great wins this season, but they've had some really close calls, and they've had a lot of losses. I think they're a two-loss team now, two-three loss team, but two loss, yeah, yeah. So after after they lose to Virginia, I think that I think Virginia comes into the top twenty-five. Finally. Yeah, I unfortunately, but I think I hope and pray Virginia wins this, and they're finally put in the top twenty-five. But you never know at this point. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is our show. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that the Braves win tonight in Truist. And uh, go check us out. We have a YouTube channel. Go subscribe to that. Go check us out on Instagram and Facebook at TBD Sportscast. And uh, be on the lookout for some big news regarding a special show that we love to do and the voting for that coming up in mid-November. We thank you so much for listening, and we hope you have a great week. And always remember... No matter what team you pull for, if you're on God's side, you're always on the winning team. Just know that there is a father who loves you and sent his only son to die for you while you were still his enemy. He wants to know you. He wants to have an intimate relationship with you. And trust me, he loves you more than you think. And always remember that you are loved. You are cared for. We're praying for you. If you're dealing with anything, hit up our DMs. We will pray with you. We will talk to you. And we will love on you the way Jesus would. We will always point you to his love and his grace, and we're so thankful for you. This has been TBD Sportscast College Football. We'll see you right back here next week after Ohio State hopefully loses. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Later.